everyone, and welcome back to Classic Vinyl Podcast. I'm your host, Justin. I'm here with my co-host, Tyler. Yep, here I am. So this is a podcast where right before we go on air, we listen to an album in Gleet and then uh, turn around and review it to the best of our abilities, which I don't know how well we do that, but we do the best we can. Well, I, I didn't sleep through the album, I'll tell you that. So I will give you my honest opinion. Well, and that's what we want to know, because like many of these albums, like we stated before, I've been listening to them for years, and you're hearing them for the first time ever. Um, although it is kind of strange for me, because even though, you know, I say I've been listening to them for years, but when I sit down and actually listen to them with the purpose of, you mm -hmm. know, reviewing it, reviewing yeah. it or giving my opinion on it, I listen to it in a, you know, I may have heard these songs hundreds or even thousands of times but when you when you listen to them with the purpose of reviewing it it, it takes on a different meaning doesn't it and you hear them differently sure does well we want we want to do justice and make our uh, vinyl heads out there proud well i hope so vinyl heads i just came up with that tonight that's what i'm calling our listeners okay as long as you don't say vinyls because you do know vinyls. the plural of vinyl is vinyl it's not like cactus, it's cacti, so it's not vinai. Yeah. But anyways. So tonight we're going to review 10 Years After A Space In Time. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess probably considered by a lot their most popular album. Um, I would I would think, you know, a lot of people that know 10 Years After really well, mm -hmm. uh, myself included, I, I wouldn't say I'm, you know, a super fan, but I do listen to their albums quite often and... This isn't my very favorite album of theirs. This band was almost foreign to me. Yeah, I, I, I think... I mean, literally, it's like from uh, Britain across the pond, but I, I think there was one song. Yes, I'd heard. Love to Change the World, which was their most yeah. popular song as far as commercially, and you did know mm -hmm. that. Yeah. But, yeah, so to give a little, you know, a little history on 10 years after, um, they were formed in 1960, Um they, they were formed as a British blues rock group, right? Mm -hmm. They they really dug the American blues. And so they were, they were formed in late teen, 1960, and they were originally called Ivan J and the J-Cats. They should have changed the name. They did. I'm glad they did. They did. In 1962, they actually changed the name to the J-Birds. So it was a real departure. I'm glad it got better. <laughs> yeah, they finally did change the name of 10 years after, which yeah. uh, is is kind of an interesting uh, name, but it was in honor of Elvis Presley uh -huh. um, because it uh, was 10 years after Elvis's most successful year in 1956. And, you know, Alvin Lee was completely mm -hmm. enthralled with him and the blues and everything. And make no mistake that this is Alvin Lee's band. Uh, and so it does. Oh yeah. There's no mistake about that. <laughs> yeah. It does consist of Alvin Lee. Who's lead vocals, uh, lead guitar basically writes all the, most of the songs, pretty yeah. much all he, of them. He's also an exceptional guitarist. I must say. Well, one thing I can say about Alvin Lee is if you were someone that's listened to him a lot, you will know he was highly, highly, I wouldn't say underrated, but I think as times went by, you hear the great guitarists of, you know, Jimmy Page and Eric Clapton and Jeff Beck and obviously Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix yeah. And Alvin Lee should be and needs to be mentioned with all those 
players because he's an amazing artist. He really does need to be mentioned because he's he's great. Yeah, he, he is an amazing guitar player. Mm-hmm. And, and this is another band um, that for myself, I prefer their live their live stuff. I, I believe that. Um, just listening to the album, mm-hmm. um, one of the things I noticed very quickly on is that this is a band that, like, really enjoys jamming. They don't ever let the lyrics dominate the songs. The lyrics are present in most of the songs, except for the last one. It's entirely instrumental. But these guys just really enjoy jamming together. And and they do in every song. Yeah, it's 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 a good jam. I yeah. mean, that's kind of how a lot of their albums are. So Yeah, and with that being said, I think that this is a perfect concert uh, band. That these guys are going to go, they're going to play... And you're going to be out there dancing and having a great time. Well, I need to definitely let you listen to some of their live albums because they are excellent. But Mm -hmm. 10 Years After did release 12 studio albums, um, and this is their sixth studio album, uh, A Space in Time. So So right in the middle. Yeah, exactly. And they've had all 12 albums in the U.S. Billboard Top Mm -hmm. 200, which is impressive, you know. Yeah. Obviously, you've got Alvin Lee on vocals and guitar. You got Rick Lee on drums, Chick Churchill on keyboards, and Leo Lyons on bass. Now, they're mm-hmm. obviously Alvin Lee passed away in 2013, which, you know, in my opinion, does away with ten years after. And he did leave yeah. the band in '73 as well for some oh. uh, solo projects because he didn't really like after this album the direction they were taking yeah. more commercially. You know, he was definitely into the blues and rock, but. Mm-hmm. And there's been several different iterations of this band over the years, and they're still going with it. But mm-hmm. without Alvin Lee there, I just don't... Yeah. It's just not 10 years after. Rick Lee is just not a su- suitable substitute for Alvin. No. Um, not No relation, right? Not that I not that I know of. I, I asked you that off air, but I wanted to make sure... I think they're both British, and that's yeah. where... They are British brothers. But... Uh, Chick Churchill, I'm going to just assume that he is Winston's um, bratty son. I wouldn't doubt it. Okay. wouldn't doubt it. So Space and Time, you know, reached number 17 on the Billboard charts, and it does have, you know, the single I'd Love to Change the World on it, which was the band's, you know, is their biggest hit. Mm-hmm. Probably most well-known song, and in all honesty, all the radio I've ever listened to, it's the only song from 10 years after I've heard played on the radio. True. So, but it, this album is considered, you know, to be kind of the coming of age blues and heavy rock albums, mm-hmm. you know, one of the ones that kind of started it. So, okay. you know, it, it was released in August of 71. And of course, this was a couple of years after Woodstock and Woodstock definitely propelled uh, the band. Uh, Alvin Lee, you know, his, they had played, especially on the song, I'm Going Home at Woodstock. Um, oh, the way Alvin could play his guitar so fast, he was actually nicknamed the fastest guitar in the West. And, I mean, he was kind of, you know, led into what people consider to be the shredding guitars of the late 70s and 80s, and they mm-hmm. they really consider him one of the pioneers of that. I believe that, um, just listening to the style that he has. Yeah, he's, he's an amazing artist. So, you know, this band is an excellent band i straight up front i prefer 
a couple of their other albums, Watt and Cricklewood Green, which we will review at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're definitely less known, but I think people that know 10 years after obviously know those albums. And Stonehenge is a really great album as well, So and their live albums. This is today. a very British, very British band. Very yeah. British. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it on side one. Okay. Uh, it opens up, first song on side one is One of These Days. And... This is written and sang by Alvin Lee, of course, and mm-hmm. I, you're probably going to hear me say that on every song because all but one song was written by him, and that song that wasn't written by him was actually still written by him. Yeah, because and the other band, they're members. all there together. Yeah, uh, obviously no singing on that song. It's an instrumental mm-hmm. that closes out the album. But one of these days, what did you think of this song? This uh, this was a really um, how do I. It starts off really mellow, real slow, and uh, the drummer keeps an excellent, steady rhythm. This is uh, this is a drummer who's there to help you keep time. And yeah, he's not yeah. Keith Moon all <laughs> no, over the place. He's not. <laughs> he's not playing the drums. He's keeping time for you. So. Yeah, and it is, but it does pick up tempo. It does uh, pick up. It's it's <laughs> straight blues rock song. Yeah. But it, but it's a kind of medium to slow paced blues yeah. rock. It's got a lot of harmonic. It's actually got some harmonica solos in it. It does, and they're they're really good harmonica. Who, who's playing the harmonica? Do we know? I honestly don't know who plays the harmonica. They're very good. Y- yeah, <laughs> everybody but, in this band is really good at what they're doing. But it is it is good. I I really like the harmonica in it, and I like the long instrumental solo throughout the middle of the mm-hmm. song. I I yeah. really enjoy that. Um. I, I one of the things I really liked about this song is the variety of instruments that they had and how each instrument um, was brought in and and played and then kind of you know f- made its way through. Well, I think you know to me with ten years after what I take away from them on mm-hmm. all of their albums, uh, this album they were certainly at least from what I've read. Uh, they were certainly trying to go more, more commercial with this album and you mm-hmm. know have some bigger hits and yeah. but it's still so rooted in the blues that they loved and you know and that's with Alvin yeah. Lee doing it all you know and they do have a even though they have some songs with some really good lyrics in them mm-hmm. uh, they're definitely a lot heavier musician driven than than lyrical driven to oh, me. Oh, very much so. And that that's something I really enjoyed about it is these guys um you get the sense listening to these this band that they enjoy what they do. These guys love their work. They they're having fun. They're playing. Yeah, it's I love the blues mixed with rock, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me it was a perfect direction to go in. These guys yeah. aren't heavy like Led Zeppelin or even yeah. some of the Who stuff. It, mm-hmm. This is more true to the blues yeah. with with some heavy guitar in it. And they get, yeah, they get kind of hard rock, but it's not uh, not too heavy. No, it still sticks yeah. pretty pretty Bluesy. true to the blues. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. which I mean, obviously, because that's what Alvin Lee was into, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, good song, good album track. I don't think for most people it's going to stick out as an amazing song or anything like that. It's just no, but if you like blues, you're you know you're gonna like this yeah. and uh, i mean it like i said it starts off real slow it's another one of those what uh train type songs yeah kind of yeah as it picks up tempo with the harmonica then it really gets going and it picks up into a real uh 
awesome rock and roll second part. Yeah, and it, it wasn't a bad song at all. Just, mm-hmm. but a, a hidden album track that you know I'd suggest yeah. you go give a listen. I'd suggest mm-hmm. this whole album you go give a listen if you haven't heard it. But it, it's a good album. Yeah. I I had a good time, and it wasn't a very long album either. No, it's a pretty short album. Other than we could have listened to the deluxe version, but we mm-hmm. did not. This is just the yeah. straight album as it was released. So, mm-hmm. so we move on to song two. Here they come. Um, another song, obviously yeah. written by and sang by Alvin Lee, written uh, for the drug culture. <laughs> is that what you believe? <laughs> That's what I think. See, here you go into your lyric. I'm well, no, like the music. It's very psychedelic. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a very. It's an acid trip at the beginning. It's got a good acoustic guitar to it, but it's it's got kind of a a riff that's slow, but kind of. Yeah, kind of psychedelic feeling. Not not completely. Yeah. It still still say stays true to the blues, but it is kind of a creepy feeling it song, is, you yeah. know, in a way. Um, it's got. Well, a, yeah, uh, you had uh, written down there somewhat creepy and psychedelic. Uh, I wanted to point out that that was what my third grade teacher said at my parent teacher conference about me. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That seems funny. I've got something in common with this song. Right. So it had a real simple baseline mm-hmm. but the vocals were kind of enchanting in their own way they're kind of yeah. to me it's kind of like alvin lee's take on okay we're gonna put a little psychedelia in this thing here but we're gonna keep it still true to my mm-hmm. roots you know and i mean we're talking 1971 so yeah. you know kind of the psychedelic era is kind of past you know but yeah it's a good song i like it it's it is just kind of creepy and enchanting sounding, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, but it still sticks to its roots. Yeah, it, it's got this awesome uh, medieval influence that isn't overpowering. It just it makes the song intriguing. Yeah, it what it it, it, it sounds almost like a a, a ballad uh, that you'd hear a minstrel uh, singing. <laughs> you know, this is. But, but like I said, that medieval influence, it doesn't ever, like, overpower the song. You just kind of feel like it's there. Yeah, and I mean, it's got the acoustic throughout, which he does an excellent mm-hmm. job. It's a lot of, uh, you know, not really chords on the guitar, but fingerings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a good song. It's For me, it's kind of like the first song. I, I enjoy these for me playing in the background i listen to them all the time while i'm working and things like that and it's it's a good album track but i'm gonna be honest it doesn't stick out Mm -hmm. as a superb song in any way it doesn't stick out as a horrible song it's just you know again just an album track Mm -hmm. that's a good tune it's a good filler you know i have heard it live and it, it they definitely fill it in more Mm-hmm. live and it it does sound better live than it does on the album mm-hmm. in my opinion so that, that's something that I, I can really believe about this band is i'm sure that they sound excellent live compared to what they and they're, they're not bad on the recording but i'm sure they sound excellent live no and this album by a lot of people you know is considered their best um but you know, for some reason, 10 years after hasn't held up like other bands from the late 60s and early mm-hmm. 70s has. I don't know why, but, you know, there's a lot of people out there listening to them still. So I hope there is mm-hmm. because they're an excellent band. Yeah. So we move on to track three, which is, you know, their most popular song of all time. I'd yeah. love to change the world. And, of course, this is the one you had yeah. 
heard before. Yeah, I but never really listened to. I mean, I've heard it on radio, but I've never really sat and listened, like, actively listened to the song. Well, yeah, and I, I was saying earlier that, you know, this isn't heavy lyrical work throughout the album, but this song is. It is, yeah. Um, it's Alvin Lee's take on, you know, society and the Vietnam War and everything that's going on, you know, yeah. and it, it's it got some good lyrics. This is worth listening to the lyrics on. It's got yeah. an excellent guitar intro to it. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually an intro I learned how to play fairly early on on the guitar because i've i've always loved this song it's Mm -hmm. for people that have listened to us before uh it's another one of the songs my dad would keep me up at night and let me (laughs) let me listen or make me listen to let's put it that way so and i can't blame him your dad could have been doing a lot worse things to you i'll tell you that he certainly could (laughs) so this song was actually 10 years after it was their only top 40 hit in the u.s and it and by top 40 mm-hmm. it hit number 40 so <laughs> just eked in there yeah <laughs> and the funny thing is is any classic rock station still plays this song quite mm-hmm. often yeah um i think it gets more play now today than it used to it's a really relatable song you know i not just the uh the lyrics which you know the lyrics are very relatable and he sings about things like how he he'd love to change the world but he doesn't know how that's yeah. something that every that's a very common problem yeah, everybody I mean, wants to see things change but what do you how do you do it and you're I just do, one person i do like his vocals uh yeah. in the chorus it kind of has that haunting hallway yeah. sound you know mm-hmm. kind of far away hallway sound i like the way they've put that on there and yeah. it's got an excellent guitar solo mm-hmm. in it and excellent guitar work throughout which yeah you know, it's pretty much the case with all Alvin Lee's songs, but mm-hmm. I'd love to change the world for me. You know, you've heard me say before that I don't like radio play songs mm-hmm. as much. I wouldn't say I don't like them. I just don't like hearing them as much. I've never gotten sick of this song. That's because it's not overplayed. Well, it might be at my house. It probably is at your house, but I mean, I, I, I don't feel like this is a song that keeps uh, coming up on the radio so often that it, it that I, I am sick of it, you know? Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, 10 years after, they've got a lot of good songs, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate none of them hit any radio play. But. I, I am surprised, because listening to this album, there's some excellent songs on here that really, uh, the the way that they feel, the way that they sound, it should be more radio play. And I don't know why they don't get more radio play. I, You know, I don't know if it was because... You know they did they did kind of merge in with a lot, lot of the Led Zeppelins and the Who mm-hmm. and Rolling Stones and those kind of things and I don't know if it was too much they were certainly more popular in the UK than they were in the US yeah but excellent excellent guitar work on this obviously and, oh, and I'll sure. say it again Alvin Lee stands up to any great guitar player. And, you know, lyrics-wise, he has some really good things. He sings about, uh, you know, th- th- some of the different problems they're facing. War, obviously, overpopulation, uh, you know, poverty, hunger, mm-hmm. and, you know, all these... The pollution is another one that I wrote down. Pretty much all the same stuff we're fighting now. Exactly. Yeah. We're no further ahead than we were back then, and... Uh, it's a it's real relatable yeah it is and it and it's it's an excellent song and it it stands up easily today sure does in my opinion so 
So we move over to Over the Hill. Yeah, a short song. Yeah. Um, this is... This song's okay, but for me, you know, it's got a good intro. <laughs> it's got a steady acoustic riff, and, you know, it's got some strings in it. I really like the strings. Do you? Mm-hmm. And I don't mind them. It, there's a couple times in this uh, song, especially during the chorus, where Alan Lee's voice sounds a little strained, and I, I don't mm-hmm. really like the way that fits into this song. Yeah. Um, I This song... I listening to the lyrics and and what he, the message of this song is is I I relate to it because he's getting older and um, you know he's been working away at whatever he's been doing for so long and he's about to have to hand it off to the next generation and how do you hand it off you know and and you know that the next generation is just not going to do things the same way that your generation did and see i i I look at this song a little differently i take Mm -hmm. it as being over the hill as him overcoming a drug or an alcohol addiction and him that's probably better getting over that hill to to compete Mm -hmm. against that but how do you ever know what the lyrics mean right i yeah i'm not a druggie so i i don't know well i'm trying (laughs) to you know like we stated, I'm not a lyric guy and yeah. you aren't, so I'm trying to yeah. compete with you to figure out what these lyrics mean sometimes. Well, and that's something that I uh, was trying to figure out a lot with this is, you know, not being a person who's uh, ever really done any drugs, I don't really relate to some of these things. But I, I, it, I also get that some of these songs are very blatantly singing to drug culture. Well, that's that's the thing too. You got to yeah. put yourself in the shoes of what everyone was singing about. You yeah. know, I mean, you can look at some songs that are obviously about oneself mm-hmm. singing, but a lot of other things they're singing about the culture and how much yeah. they dislike it. Or, or do you think people are so sick by this time that they're sick of like all the drugs of the psychedelic era, but they're also addicted, and so they're trying to wean themselves off of it? Well, I think when you put yourself in, you know, 67, 68 or whatever, and, mm-hmm. you know, and then into the summer of love and things like that, everything was so, there was such a naivety to it that, yeah. you know, it was new, mm-hmm. it was love, it was freedom, it was all that. But then it became mm-hmm. just that there was so much of it. Then it became junkies and, yeah. you know, criminals and problems. Mm-hmm. And so I think as it went by that, I think it kind of got into that negative aspect of it i think the happiness of the drug culture and stuff only lasted for a little while i think you're probably right but it's hard to say so not a bad song again um you know a good good album filler um Mm -hmm. my only complaint would be the strained singing in it a little bit i didn't really fit in with his uh vocal no very well like i said i think that the the reason for the strained voice was that he was trying to like send a message with with this song and i guess i i didn't catch the same message you did (laughs) well and you know alvin lee is great of a guitar player is Mm -hmm. he's not a out of bounds excellent singer but it Mm -hmm. but it fits in well with what he does right Mm -hmm. so yeah good song for the album so we move on to the next song um this next one's a fun one. Yeah, baby, won't you let me rock and roll you? Yeah. <laughs> now, this this is a straight fifties, early sixties rock. The, the, this rocker. is almost a, a sock hop, is what this is. This is, but it's done in kind yeah. of a blues. 
yeah heavy the, rock style yeah th- this is for the guy that has the pompadour hairstyle with the you know what the the ducktail in the back and the uh, you know the greaser with the leather jacket yeah you know it's it's real straightforward rock and roll song very much it's got good piano in it uh the one thing i can say about this song is it is completely out of place on this album yeah <laughs> it, it doesn't it it just doesn't seem to fit with this album at all and i i mm-hmm. like the song i do it's just yeah. a straight blues rock and roll song mm-hmm. um but it it doesn't fit with anything else on here no the the only thing that remotely fits on here is that uh the the jamming between the uh piano and the and the guitar you know those those really rock out yeah but it's it's but that's it. I mean, other than that, the the mu- it doesn't match the music. Yeah, Alvin Lee does an excellent job on the guitar in this, but it's just a straightforward. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, you know, where a lot of the other songs on this album, you know, start acoustic, go into some heavier guitar, speed up, speed down. This one's a fast song from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And it does. It reminds me of a late 50s, early 60s rocker. Yep. Elvis so, Presley. Yeah, simple as that. So... Yep. You can see where Alvin Lee's influences were, and and it's a good song. Even mm-hmm. though it doesn't fit anything else on this album, that's why it fits this album, I guess. Yep. So, <laughs> great song to close out side one. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we're going to click over Yep. on our paper, but we're going to flip the vinyl over to side two here, and it opens up with Once There Was a Time. I'm curious about this. Did I hear both acoustic and electric guitar in this song? Yes. Now, I thought that was really interesting to hear the both of them playing together. Yeah, it's... You know, clearly this was this is another song written and sang by Alvin Lee. Mm-hmm. And you can clearly see his and the band's influence from country. Yeah. Um, what I like about it is it's more blues than country. It almost sounds bluegrass. Or uh, old timey, kinda. You don't you don't have any violin. You don't have any mm-hmm. that you know because you know me. Yeah. I hate that goofy mm-hmm. violin they yeah. put in to give them that weird mm-hmm. twang sound. But yeah. it's a, it's a country rocker essentially in a mm-hmm. blues and rock style. Uh, like Johnny B. Good is is kind of that feel. That Ka- I got kind of the that. same type of yeah. thing. Yeah, and it's got excellent guitar in the middle. Mm-hmm. I love the guitar in the middle. Um, yeah. I've written here on my notes that it has very vivid imagery in the lyrics. Yes, it does. You know, because once again, I'm trying to research the lyrics to Mm -hmm. please you. Thank you for trying to please me. Yeah, I mean, once there was a time (laughs) I robbed my mama for a good meal and a (laughs) smoke. Once there was a time I'd sell my brother (laughs) for a dollar when I was broke. But I'd never sell my guitar. Gotta have priorities, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm I'm glad that he didn't because, yeah. you know, this is another good rocker. Um, and I tend, I know when we did our Rolling Stones "Let It Bleed" mm-hmm. review and uh, country t- country honk. Yeah, I do not like the country feel. Mm-hmm. This one has a tiny bit of it, but not enough to ruin it for me. I really enjoyed no. this song. They they, they uh, walk a fine line, but you know. It's a fun song, and once again, a really good song where they're having fun. The, I, you know, this uh, he, obviously Alvin Lee has two guitars because you hear both the acoustic and the electric, and uh, 
he wouldn't sell either of those guitars. He'd still sell his brother first. <laughs> I, I, I really hope so. Yeah. You, you know, that's the funny thing uh, about this album is I've listened to this hundreds of times, right? Mm -hmm. And sitting down listening to this, I never thought of this as having kind of a country sound to it until I really sat down and listened to it. But it's, it's borderline for me, but... Mm -hmm. You know, because yeah. I just don't like the country sound. But this song's perfect. And, and it's still a blues song. Yeah, Alvin Lee mm -hmm. puts enough blues influence into everything he does for the most yeah. part that that it, it it comes out well, you know. And, mm -hmm. and this is a good song. I mean, yeah. it's it's not one that's going to blow you away as a radio hit or anything like that. But No, but still a fun song, uh, especially the guitar um that he has going on well yeah the, the guitar in the middle the solo in the middle is excellent yeah. this is a good song and i'd suggest listen to it so sure. so the next song is let the sky fall yeah. um it's kind of an interesting song it's yeah it's kind of a you know i know because this album's called the space in time i mm -hmm. take that spacey feel right and this yeah. kind of gives me a hypnotic spacey blues rock feel or something sure to does it. yeah um song about obsession Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's obviously obsessed with, is it a girl? Um, not necessarily. Is it a boy? Not necessarily. Is it the band? I mean, he <laughs> is committed, extremely committed to whatever it is he's singing about. Well, in this song, <laughs> it's got a good hook to it. It, it keeps you engaged in it. Um, it's got a good solo in the mm -hmm. middle, really slow, but it's a good solo. It's a great blues and rock mix song. Um, it's a fun song all the way through. Yeah. Um, even the outro is kind of crazy. It kind of gives you mm -hmm. that spacey vibe when it yeah. when it when it goes out. Mm -hmm. But another song written by Alvin Lee, sang by Alvin Lee, of course. And I actually really enjoy this song. You know, as far as a love song goes, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty well written song. Do you, do you consider it a love song, or do you consider it a falling out of love song? Because that's kind of how I take it. Well, that's just it. it it's kind of gone beyond love to uh, obsession, right? I mean, let the sky fall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not let this guy fall. No, let the sky fall. <laughs> maybe maybe that is a play on words. Yeah. Maybe it was supposed to be let this, let guy, this fall. guy fall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like Jimi Hendrix. You yeah, know? If she ever leaves me, the world's just going to fall apart. Exactly. So you better not ever leave him. So let this guy fall. <laughs> yeah. Let this guy fall. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome song. Mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, so we move on to Hard Monkeys. Yeah, this one. This is the uh, the addiction song about having a monkey on your back. Yeah, and you could probably take that a number of different ways, what the addiction is. But, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. whether he's singing about his own addiction or someone else's or just playing addiction yeah i this is another song that's got a good hook to it um it's it's not really a blues song no this is more of a straight rock and roll song this is kind of the antithesis yeah it's blues. it's got an excellent yeah. acoustic intro to it mm -hmm. but this song more than anything i think proves yeah. alvin lee's 
power as a riff maker. Yeah. He's got the the fuzz guitar in there, mm-hmm. and you know whether he knows it or not, it's almost like paying homage to Eric Clapton and Jimi Hendrix. It's <laughs> yeah, it, the fuzz guitar in this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. This this song probably is my favorite song on the album. I can see that. This is um, he's got some really good lyrics in this. Uh, I've, in fact, so good I had to write it down. That, the junkie uh, blues. Yeah, the junkie blues. Yeah, he's <laughs> very much. Uh, this is a. Uh, that's actually what I wrote down. Yeah, <laughs> junkie blues. <laughs> and yeah. uh, this is like the intensity of the roller coaster of addiction. But like he wrote, he sings. Uh, you got a monkey on your back, which is you know I'm assuming addiction. But he says, I've got a good life, too good to lose. Well, and so he doesn't ever want to like lose his life over this monkey on his back, but he's, yeah, he's he's still enjoying it. Well, and what I like most about this song is I like how it slows down. You know, I got no monkey on my back mm-hmm. in that little, but then when it kicks into the chorus, that's when the fuzz yeah. guitar kicks in, and it's mm-hmm. heavy. This is the heaviest song on the album during For those sure. sections, but it does a nice job of going from the soft to the heavy parts mm-hmm. and i i really like that play on those yeah. songs you know you'd actually see that a lot with uh when we did a review on um aqualung mm-hmm. jethro toll or ian anderson i should say does yeah. that a lot as mm-hmm. well where he has a lot of soft acoustic parts and then yeah. goes to a heavy heavy chorus and yeah i noticed that yeah, I if I had one bad thing to say about this song is I don't really like the way it ends abruptly. It just kind of it just cuts off, right? Cuts off. Yeah. yeah. It, mm-hmm. I think I don't generally like when songs fade, but I think this song would have been done better as a fade or had a different ending, but overall I think, you know, this and you know, I'd love to change the world are my two favorite yeah. songs on the album without sure. a doubt. That's fine. I I listen to this song quite frequently. It's in it's definitely in many of my playlists. Yeah. I'm curious about the lyric, no streetcar called desire. Is yeah. he saying he, he, he doesn't have desire? That he's lost his uh, drive for uh, anything other than whatever it is that he's... Well, I don't know, you know, because famously, you know, Alvin Lee said he didn't like the direction the band was going with his album. But you know mm-hmm. what I find really funny about that? Is he's the one that wrote all the songs? Yeah. So I I don't know if that. You, yeah, that's like being the driver on the bus saying I don't like this trip. But well, <laughs> but it also might have to be with what they were trying to, what the record company was trying to drive him to do, the other band members, things like Good that. Man. Because he went out on his own, did some solo stuff. He's collaborated with a lot of people, you know, George Harrison among yeah. others, and his his solo albums are excellent. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely not well-known. Well, they're well-known by the people that mm-hmm. know Alvin Lee, obviously, but I just wish Alvin Lee was more of a household name nowadays because he's amazing. So a very talented guy. He should be more well-known than he is. Yeah, there's not too many people that, you know, can play guitar, sing, and write all their albums, you mm-hmm. know, and he does an excellent job at it. Yeah. So that moves us to our next song, I've Been There Too. Yeah, this one opens with ocean waves. Yeah, it does. Ocean waves. This is different. And it and after the ocean waves are on there for a minute, it it has, kicks into kind of a cool little acoustic guitar, and it's got some good keyboard and 
in the song you know it's I really, really like the chorus in this song, and it's got a good guitar solo. Yeah. Um, I, I think Alvin Lee is writing this song about a friend mm-hmm. that he's trying to help out of a hard place, you yeah. know, saying, you know, don't worry, buddy, I've been there too, you know. I mean, and I don't yeah. know if it's drugs, I don't know if it's a divorce or woman problems or whatever it is, but, but sometimes, like, you know, having been there, uh, that. There's nothing really that can be said that's going to make it any better, but you just express that empathy saying, hey, I've been there too. I, I've got compassion for what you're going through. But then he says some of these other things that, uh, you know, that time is a healer. So just keep on going, you know. And, so and what do you what that. do you think about it opening up with ocean waves? I liked it. I, yeah, I, I thought this that's a very different uh, opening than any other song on the album. And I thought that it was uh, kind of nice. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of some of the stuff the Who was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you get a couple years later and you see like uh, Quadrophenia, which we're yeah. going to review soon. It has a mm-hmm. lot of that feeling on it and stuff. So it definitely is different than every other song on the album. But I think that's what makes this album a pretty mm-hmm. strong album is that you know they are a lot different they're all rooted in the blues but you yeah. got you know straight straightforward rock and roll songs you got straightforward blues mm-hmm. songs you've got some that you know have a nice alteration of soft and heavy parts you know and yeah. and this is a different one all all together too it mm-hmm. you know once the ocean kicks up i told you the acoustic guitar is good at the first mm-hmm. excellent actually i really do love the keyboard throughout this song and the the chorus is amazing on this song it's just a a good all-around song uh this is a song that really shows that the band um they mesh really well together like because nothing really stands out apart from each from the other instruments everything just flows together really nice and complements each other makes me wonder how much alvin lee led in the studio you know i mean did he if other members of the band actually had a lot of input or if he was the one driving all you know all of the instruments you know basically this is what you're going to do it's curious but yeah i do love the acoustic to electric in this it's a good song it's you know another one of my favorites on this album i i think with the exception of i'd love to change the world Mm -hmm. you know hard monkeys and i've been there too really makes side two a little stronger than side one in my opinion sure yeah so you know excellent song there's something on both sides of this album (laughs) yes or if you're on spotify or apple or whatever you're streaming it's all on one side right yeah but there is something fun about flipping that vinyl over Mm -hmm. i don't know what yeah maybe just keeps two of the cassette tape yeah maybe just keep some blood circulating in your legs because you have to stand up and you know move the record but Mm -hmm. so that goes on to the last song that closes out this album um this is a song i would say i don't really care for much it's kind of uncle jam yeah uncle jam (laughs) it's it's kind of unneeded filler on this album in my opinion and, and not very much filler because it's under two minutes long and that's very. This is a jazz song. It's it's very. It's got a jazz feel. Almost like a lounge, like yeah. a, a lounge act mm-hmm. jam or something. Yeah, you know it. It does. It's like a jazzy lounge act. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It 
and this was the only song on the album that the whole band contributed to. Obviously, mm -hmm. there's no lyrics on this. It's an instrumental only. Yeah. I, I think that this is, they just said, okay, we're going to sit and jam together. Yeah. And we're hit record. But <laughs> not not for very long. Not for very long. It's not a long song. Yeah, it's it's got, you know, yeah. it's got good piano in it. It's mm -hmm. got decent bass work in it, you know, just a simple bass line. And it's, I mean, it's a good jam. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe if there was a 20-minute version of this that, mm -hmm. you know, went crazy in the middle and stuff, it would be different. But it, yeah. it it's kind of disappointing to me to close out the album for mm -hmm. what it is. Uh, I wrote on in my notes here that I don't smoke, but I feel like this song makes me want a cigarette. So so you're fully into that parlor jazz This is feel. beatnik music. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> sitting in a, in a hotel parlor. Yep. In the late 50s. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a, a beatnik with a beret and a, a little goatee on just on his chin. Yeah. And he's dressed completely in black, uh, from a black turtleneck to black slacks. <laughs> and little round uh, shade <laughs> sunglasses that he's got on. And he's rapping out some poetry that does not rhyme. So what are your thoughts on the song overall? You know, not a bad song, but like I said, it... Um, as much as the, uh, rock and I, I'm going to rock and roll you, baby. Is that the, the one that ended the first side? Baby, won't you let me? Maybe won't you let me? Rock yeah. and roll Rock you. and roll you. That's the one. <laughs> as much, as much as that one didn't really fit, it stood out on side one. This one stood out on side two. It and didn't fit. And see, baby, won't you yeah. let me rock and roll you? To me, would have been a better album ending, just straight yeah. rock. You know, switch these two songs. Yeah, and sure. I mean, there's only ten songs on this album, mm -hmm. which are, is, you know, you would think there'd be twelve or thirteen. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't seem like there's very many songs on this album, anyways. And Uncle Jam being just a under two minute jazz acoustic jam I, I don't even know what you want to call it but yeah to me it's unneeded filler on this album if i was to strike mm -hmm. one song off i'd certainly take this one off sure it's, um that being said uh these guys are a really good band therefore i feel like if you're going to take this one out um you do expect 12 or 13 songs per album so I expect Alvin Lee to give us four more songs in return because they're all they've got a really good sound. Well, you should listen to the deluxe yeah, version. Then. I should. Yeah, you'd be a little happier. So overall, you know, mm -hmm. every album we've reviewed before, you have heard, you know, a third to a half of mm -hmm. it quite frequently. So you were yeah. aware of it, and some of the songs were new, some of them weren't. But this was a complete introduction to me. Yeah. So overall, what is your feelings on this as a collection of songs? I liked it as an album. I, I like this band. This was a fun band to listen to and good music. Uh, something that will get you dancing. And I've always loved this album. This was the album that kind of introduced me to 10 years after, mainly because of I'd Love to Change the World is mm -hmm. where I went. But yeah. then I started listening to their early ones, like I said, Watt and Cricklewood Green and mm -hmm. Stonehenge and, and their live albums and things. And yeah. I've fallen in love with those albums more, and we're certainly going to do a review on those. But overall, I think what I get out of this after actually sitting down to review it is this is kind of weird for me to say, but I don't think I like this album as much as I thought I did. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, 
even though I love the band and there's three or four songs on this that mm -hmm. I really, really like, um, to me, the album, and I'm not saying I don't like it because I do enjoy it. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually comparing it to their other albums. Sure. You know, I'm comparing it to Watt and Cricklewood Green and Shh. Yeah. They have an album named Shh. Oh, really? It's S-S-S-S-H. Oh, not Sherwood Forest? Something like okay. that. But but I, I really know. prefer those earlier albums to this one. Now, that being said, there's songs on here like Hard Monkeys, mm -hmm. and I'd Love to Change the World that are in my top five sure. favorite songs mm -hmm. of 10 years after. So it's really hard for me to say. I'm not saying I dislike the album. I just don't like it as much as their earlier ones. Do you know, did they release any singles from this one? I'd love to change the world. Okay, so that was yeah. their single. Okay. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I don't think they released that as a single. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they released it in the U.S. and U.K. both or one or the other. I'm not sure, okay. but I I do know it hit the top four. They did release it in the U.S. and it hit the top forty. Remember, it made yeah. number forty. Mm -hmm. So, and that was their top song ever released. Which, right. you know, hey, got to pay the bill somehow, right? Yeah. So. I really do prefer Watt and Cricklewood Green as full album masterpieces to this, but you know we'll get and review them at a certain point in time too. And when we do, maybe I won't prefer them. I I don't know. That's hard to say. <laughs> Still, this is a very very strong album, especially yeah. with ten well nine songs and one mm -hmm. jazz number. Yeah, um, it's a strong album. I would probably rate it uh, seven out of ten for me. Sure. What about you? I'd probably put seven out of ten yeah yeah uh, but you know i probably put it a nine out of ten as being an important album too you know this is an album that uh you <laughs> maybe I, I, maybe i'm dating myself here but um you you want this one in your cd collection that or uh, vinyl collection yeah, your vinyl collection something that you that you can put on and listen to or Spotify or Apple mm -hmm. or wherever you need to find it, right? Yeah. Well, you remember, like, you know, in the in the 90s, everybody had these CD collections that were, like, stacked from floor to ceiling. and mm -hmm. This one should be in that stack. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, where I rate this album isn't as high as I thought I would rate it, honestly. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's needed in your collection. And it, if yeah. you haven't listened to 10 years after... This is the place to start, mm -hmm. in my opinion, and work backwards. Sure. So you appreciate their other music. And, and certainly check them out live mm -hmm. because uh, that's where they really excel. And it's just unfortunate that the great Alvin Lee is no longer with us. Yeah, because he still owes us four more songs. He does. Yeah. So anyways, that's our episode for tonight or today whenever or this afternoon or whenever you're listening. <laughs> but, you know, once again, contact us. Yeah. We're at Classic Vinyl Podcast at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions, mm -hmm. ideas, you know, give us some ideas for some album reviews. We'd love to take a look at them. Yeah. Uh, check us out on, we're on Instagram at Classic Vinyl Podcast. We're on, what are we on? We're on Twitter. Yep. Classic I'm, Vinyl Pod. We're, we're on the tweets. Yeah, we're on the tweeties. Yep. And, um, well, it's a, I don't know, are we on Reddit or? something Facebook. like that we're all over the place yeah so reach out to us yeah but we appreciate you listening mm -hmm. and let us know what you think of this album please do
Talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening to Classic Vinyl Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Classic Vinyl Podcast for updates and also share us with your music-loving friends. Thank you.